0: You know, my belief is that while we're a financial institution, this is a people business. And the way that we treat one another, the culture we develop, translates directly to the way our members are treated.
1: Welcome to another episode of CU Lead, sponsored by NetGiver, the app that enables donors and nonprofits to give and receive on a no-fee basis. On this podcast, we feature credit union industry executives and the impacts they make to communities everywhere. I'm Glenn Frechette and today I am joined by Tansley Stearns. Tansley is the CEO of Community Financial Credit Union in the great state of Michigan. Glad to have you on the show. Kate. to
0: be here. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Well, now you and I were just chatting and you, you don't have to discount Michigan just because you're a lover of Colorado.
0: (laughs) No, no. Michigan. I grew up there. So it's a magical state and it's way undervalued. You know, you can hike the beaches for people that have never been there. They describe that. looks like the ocean. It's Ah. gorgeous. Gorgeous. Okay.
1: Fair enough. It's your ocean.
0: That's right. That's right. um,
1: so I do need to let you in on something
0: okay let's hear
1: it this morning mm-hmm. uh, I did interview Todd Marksman.
0: oh my former boss okay here we go
1: okay Uh-oh. right I was gonna say oh, have dear. you received a few like <laughs> pen pal messages maybe some hate mail
0: I hope not I hope not Well,
1: the only hate part would be the fact that he called you the biggest staff loss in a decade
0: oh that's very kind I I miss the credit union terribly. It's a wonderful organization. He's an incredible leader.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I said, hey, take credit, Todd. You that's actually right. groomed someone. Without question. To become a CEO.
0: Yeah, I have to tell you, when I got there, he is the leader that really listens to his team. And I was surprised by that so much so that we'd have conversations and I would share an idea and he'd be like, yeah, it's really great. And I would kind of sit there dumbfounded, like waiting for the butt or what was gonna come next, you would be like, no, you should go do that thing. And I, It took me a little bit to be like, oh, he means that. Meaning <laughs> I
1: work for someone that's gonna enable me to yeah. execute my idea.
0: Yeah, it was really cool.
1: That's great. Really cool. So some people, our yes. listeners, yes. may not know your path that yep. you've taken through Credit Union Nation. Yes. Elaborate on that, if you would, pre-Canvas. Yes,
0: thrilled to. So I stumbled into Credit Unions like many of us have. So I graduated from the University of Michigan with a degree in English and in psychology, which my father was very concerned meant my life was gonna not be all that great. Mm. And I was interviewing for marketing and social work jobs because at twenty one I didn't have a clue. No. And I got this marketing specialist interview at a small credit union called Best Source. And they were headquartered in the basement of a Macy's store because they no. serve Macy's in place. Yes. Wow. Yeah, without question. And when I went to the interview, my mom actually, because the mall was not in great shape, we pull in and she was like, is this a real job?
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. And it was. You had to to stumble your way through shoes and fragrances and then you. you
0: when people came to the credit union, we'd say, "Okay, so you're going to take the escalator down, and we're behind men's undergarments." Oh my
1: god! That was
0: the direction. So okay,
1: so so far you win the best answer <laughs> to that question. I've right? asked my other guests similar but, questions. Yeah, you're winning.
0: Yeah. So and it was a marvelous experience. I spent nine years there. I started as a marketing specialist. When I left, I was VP of Sales and Service. And similar to Todd, had an amazing leader there in John Normando, who's now retired. Uh, he understood something about leadership that many of us don't which is surrounding yourself by people who are very different than you mm. accelerates your success you know he was a CFO by trade mm. was a CPA and I was really different I had a creative mind and a marketing mind and so he saw things in me that I didn't quite see in myself and gave me a lot of opportunity to lead a lot of different functional areas which was super helpful to my yeah. path so I was there nine years. Then I went to a mid-sized credit union in Connecticut called Connex, Vastly the same work there. I was at Bethpage for a year, did strategy and government relations work. And then I was at Felene for six years, all over North America, helping with innovation and strategy and member experience. And then I spent four years at Canvas as their COO. So,
1: what a path! Here I am. You know, one of the things you just mentioned, Tansley, mm-hmm. that that resonates with me, you were describing your former uh, CEO yes. who almost has this uh, understood burden right. to pay it forward in life and to pay back yes. what you've been given in terms of opportunities. Without
0: question. And,
1: and the way you just described it, uh, kind of got goosebumps a little bit because it's the way that I think, and it's great to see that senior leaders Operate with a similar mindset
0: with question. Yeah, it's such a big deal.
1: Well on the subject of people development Yes, I mean here you sit at the top of a credit union How important is the grooming and development of those that report in through your structure to you? How big of a of a of an aspect of your job is that people development.
0: I think it's one of the most important You know, my belief is that while we're a financial institution. This is a people business And the way that we treat one another, the culture we develop, translates directly to the way our members are treated. And so one of the most important things that I am responsible for is building a senior team that is cohesive, that is aligned, that is connected, that's having fun, and that I understand their dreams and I'm helping them reach their dreams. Say Cooper who's a really amazing professor at UNC Chapel Hill. Uh was a filing fellow. He has this amazing thesis about the idea that you can use attrition for attraction, meaning when you have somebody graduate, Mm -hmm. if you celebrate that story, it's an amazing way to attract more people, right? If people start to see, oh, at this organization, people graduate and go do great things, it attracts more people to the organization. So in this world, it's very unusual that somebody's going to come and work at a place for 30 or 40 years. And so let's do all that we can to have great work happen while they are there and help them to live their dreams. And if they graduate internally, all the better. If they graduate someplace else, let's celebrate that story.
1: Haven't you done your job then, if without that is question. the case?
0: Yes, without question. Right, I
1: think that oftentimes leaders get that wrong. And sorry to draw the analogy with a bar of soap, but yes. the harder you squeeze <laughs> yes. it, the more likely it is to yes. shoot outside the shower.
0: Yes, it's true.
1: Uh, so I, I respect that about you. By yeah. the way, I can't help but ask, yep. is your dad still worried about you or does he think you've made it?
0: <laughs> I don't know about made it, but I will tell you, I think he's very surprised. I don't think he ever thought that this would be where I landed. And I know that he's super, super proud. Yeah. He, ought,
1: he ought to be so let's talk about community impact yes Uh, and obviously the people that you manage my guess is you hold them accountable to be givers in the community without question Uh, i peeked a little bit on your website yep and i know that you focus on beautifying and restoring Mm -hmm. areas in need Yep. can you talk to us a little bit about that
0: yeah you know it's my belief that we have a really strong responsibility as a financial cooperative to our communities and we give in a lot of different ways 50 student-run branches, which is an important part of who we are. And in Plymouth, which is our hometown where we're headquartered, there is an art walk. And there's a local artist, his name's Tony Rocco, and he has been working with students to help them develop their talents, and they've created this art walk. And when I first got to Plymouth and was talking with community leaders and Tony, they were excited to extend that art walk. such a great moment because when you think about placemaking if you're walking around a local area in our case plymouth and you see this beautiful piece of art and you go have a meal with somebody you care about and love your memory is going to connect so much more vividly because you've interacted with that art and so the ability for us to extend that is really powerful in addition Tony's partnership with us has really grown beyond that. He's actually helping us design debit cards. So you imagine you're getting your debit card out of your wallet and it's got a beautiful piece of art. That is an
1: awesome idea. Yeah,
0: and that's, you know, for us, community is so much about how you build those connections with people that share your values, and ideas just blossom.
1: Well, now, the University of Michigan on the card would be cool. (laughs) But not nearly as awesome as an artist yeah. having the ability. I've not heard that before. Yeah,
0: it's really great. Wow, yeah. good for you.
1: How many different designs then? So there are
0: three that we're doing with him, which is awesome. One of them is a beautiful landscape of Detroit. Yeah. One of them is a woman that he had painted before. And then there's one of a young man that's trumpeting. They're so all vibrant cool. and stunning.
1: But they're not out yet. For not quite yet, but, uh,
0: probably the next 45 days.
1: So cool. Yeah. I bet that will help with member acquisition.
0: I would imagine. I have to tell you that regardless of my bias for community financial, I would absolutely want one of those debit cards. That's <laughs> so awesome, awesome.
1: So uh, a little bit of a sour subject. Okay, that, let's do it. Yeah, we gotta talk about it all. Yeah, that's it. COVID started the world events that we'll, we'll all look back on someday and say that was the beginning of time. Yeah. You know, AC, after COVID. But it wasn't the only catastrophic event going on. We also experienced some unfortunate social events in this country. I have seen companies of all types Mm -hmm. really step up with corporate responsibility as a result of those unfortunate events. Do you think Credit Union Nation has leaned in even more in terms of its responsibility uh, to communities over the last three years?
0: I think it's who we've been from the beginning. And I think it's a story we have to tell more of. When you think about when we began, if have you been to America's Credit Union Museum? In I have New Hampshire? not. So you've got to get there.
1: Okay, cool, I
0: will. And it's such a great story because it's actually housed in the first home of the person who started credit unions, and that was the first location. So he was an attorney.
1: I got to do a timeout. Yes, okay. Because I heard that recently, Yeah. but I've always been under the impression yeah. as a Colorado guy yes. that Estes Park was yeah. the first credit union.
0: Well, they, they got together and dreamt in Estes Park, ah. but this location is where this first came to life in terms of... Physically serving members. I have to
1: say, if you're going to be dreaming about something, Estes Park is not it's a bad the place, place to, do to dream.
0: It. I've done some dreaming there, and it's miraculous. Oh, have you
1: been to the uh, oh, Stanley Hotel?
0: Yes, I love the Stanley Hotel. Yeah. Yes, I like spooky things. So yeah, that's good. well,
1: I mean that's the place <laughs> It is. for sure.
0: Yes. So when you go to the museum, they have these wonderful stories, and this man that started the credit union was an attorney, and so. He'd cross the bridge by day and go practice law and then come home, and his kids talk about him opening their doors and having people lined up that didn't feel as though they had a safe place to take out a loan, a place that they trusted to deposit their money, and cooperatively coming together to bring that to life for people of modest means that's who we are in our DNA. So we've been doing this from the beginning. Yeah. So do I think that we continue to lean into that for sure? And it's who we are.
1: Yeah. So goodness just gets better.
0: Well, and I think you have to be intentional about it, right? The, the work that we do gets better when you're planful about it, when you understand who your communities are and make sure that you're serving them really well. Yeah. But it's a story about who we've always been and continuing to grow that.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a great share thank you for that yeah of course so i know you're a crazy busy pro mm, and i don't know about that <laughs> everyone wants your time while we're here so i'm going to end with uh, what i hope is a, a personal question sure. that that you'll provide an answer to yep so while all of my interviewees mm-hmm. have been speaking on behalf of philanthropic organizations that the credit union supports. Yep. I do want to take it to a personal level because I owe this to my guests. I would love for you to plug an organization that's personal to your family Mm -hmm. um, by mentioning the name and our ability to go find it on a site, and maybe the reason why this particular organization is personal for you.
0: I'd be thrilled to. So I, every week, volunteer for an organization called the Crisis Text Line. I am a really passionate believer based in my background and also just caring deeply about human beings, that we need to pay more attention to mental health, mm-hmm. we need to destigmatize it, and all of us have to lean in to walk with one another to help support people yeah. that are going through crisis. The Crisis text Line is really awesome. When I first started volunteering, the reason I chose it is I really wanted to volunteer for a crisis line, and I imagined that being a phone line and going somewhere. And when I was looking at the opportunities and thinking about how I was going to balance that with my life, that wasn't computing. (laughs) Okay. And so I found the Crisis Text Line. You get trained all online. It's very rigorous. And what's really cool is because it's all text, they have all this data to understand the human beings that are reaching out, of course, in an anonymous Mm. way, what works really well, how to craft your messages as you text with people. So it was awesome, and it really fits in my lifestyle to be able to do a couple hours here, a couple hours there, make yes. sure I'm doing it. And you know what I can tell you is, almost every time I'm volunteering, there's a queue of human beings waiting for support, and so it's super meaningful. I love what they do to make sure people have access to support, because when you think about, if, if you're in a really challenged state mentally, and now you've gotta to try to find help, and help isn't there, it compounds what's a really challenging situation. Yes. So, love what they do, and I'm really proud to be a volunteer.
1: That's so great. So physically, are you on a keyboard? Yeah, I'm on a
0: keyboard. I can do three conversations at a time now. It took me a little while to be able to get to that place, but wow. yeah, that's what and we do. And is it
1: like a recommendation tree when the crisis comes into you of a different kind? No, no.
0: Yeah, that's part of the training, so there are There are resources for you as a volunteer. So if there's a topic, for example, you haven't done in a while, you can go in and see some samples. But part of what's really important as a volunteer is customizing your response. One of the questions I often get from texters is, are you a robot? Oh, right. (laughs) And so you're not intended to share very personal things, but enough so that they know, no, I'm a real human being, so Uh I'll often say, I have a daughter who's 12, and we have two dogs, and oh,
1: that's
0: connect. cool. Yeah, so now you
1: got to have fun with that a little bit. I realize yes. we're dealing with delicate yes. situations, yeah. but I don't know. Maybe pull a prank every once in a while, Tansley, <laughs> just because. Not not in a rude way, yeah. but you yeah. know, in a fun sort of a way.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's such a meaningful thing, and I'm I really feel lucky to have found them, and it 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 helps. You know, you have those days where you may feel a lot of stress, and what I know is. Giving back helps all of us get perspective.
1: Yeah. So, do you uh, have others in your life that you've enlisted to also become volunteers? I
0: share it a lot because you can tell I've got a lot of passion around it. And I have had people that say, oh my gosh, yes, I'm going to go do that training. So, I hope and that's people true. can do it anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. All there. right. So,
1: just so we're crystal clear yes. on how to find them.
0: Yes, crisistextline.com.
1: Crisistextline.com. Yep. Easy breezy. Awesome. Well, thank you, Tansley. Thank
0: you, my friend. It's been an
1: absolute pleasure to spend time with you. It's an honor. This was a great 25 minutes together.
0: Thank you. Enjoy the rest of GAC. Yeah, you as well.